Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's time for... Here we go, here we go, here we go. Kickoff. With Boomer Esiason and Mike Valenti. Presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's Nose Home Improvement. Well, welcome in. Got another big week ahead for everybody. Very exciting stuff. Boomer, how are you? You know what? I'm doing great, Mike. We got a lot to get to this week, simply because there are no buys in the NFL schedule. Kind of a quirky type of thing. And uh, got started off with an interesting game in Buffalo on Thursday night. Yeah, let, let's let's talk about that to start because I the, the, everyone's talking about the hail mary, but let let's do something with a declarative statement to open, and it's not all their fault with with Jones out with Tre'Davious White with with, with um, Matt Milano, Boomer. I don't know that the Bills are a playoff team. I got to be honest with you. I think they're sloppy. I think Josh Allen's going to be asked to do it all by himself. And last night, look, if Chris Godwin had any awareness, that's a touchdown they lose. I just want to know where you're at with this team. Can they overcome the defensive injuries? I don't think the, I don't think they can. Um, I think that their window is closed for a Super Bowl. I still think that Josh Allen gives them a chance in every single game. And when he plays like he did last night doing Josh Allen things, right. uh, he creates a lot of problems for opposing defenses, especially when they play in Buffalo. And that's really the ultimate advantage that they do have, especially when we get into January and February. So I don't, you know, I don't suspect that they're going to be a team that's going to be in the final four. I think that they're going to be a good team, but I think their defensive uh, problems, uh, they're, they're actually smaller on defense than you would think. And, and the fact that Matt Milano is not in the middle of that defense, that is the biggest loss. Yeah, and, and it's an injury at every level of the defense. I think the other thing, and then we'll get to the rundown, I, I want to know your take. I didn't love the idea of McDermott taking over the defense. I, I, I just I don't feel like anything there is sharp. I, I don't feel like anything like, you know, you talked for years about Dayball's value to what they did and to Josh Allen and how, you know, the offense was precision. It was a machine. I, I, I feel like there's a lot of slippage in Buffalo. I, I don't I haven't loved McDermott taking over. I wanted your take on that. Well, you remember they had Leslie Frazier as their defense coordinator, then he disappeared. 
and he disappeared after that 13-second debacle out in Kansas City uh, in the playoffs. And I'm not really sure what, you know, has gone on there in terms of the coaching staff. I don't follow it that closely to understand all the internal dynamics there. But usually when a head coach gets involved with calling plays on his side of the ball, that means that there's no confidence in the building as to who was doing it previously. So I, I, you know, these types of things – all they do is raise red flags, and it's just another reason why they're they're a good team, but they're not going to be the team that they were, let's say, two years ago. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get to the rundown. The NFL Rundown. All right, Booms, I, I want to be positive about somebody I'm normally negative about, and I mean this. There's no smarm. There's no sarcasm. Lamar Jackson played the single best half of football I've ever seen him play last week, first half against the Lions using his mobility to buy time, not to run, operating in the pocket accurately. I couldn't have been more impressed. True or false, if that's the brand-new Lamar, if we're going to get that version of Lamar, the Ravens are going to replace the Bills as a Super Bowl threat in the AFC. All right, well, that's the MVP version of Lamar that we saw a few years back. And all I say to you, Mike, and I said this to you last week going into the game against the Lions, the Lions would have to stop him from making – the off-platform plays, which is he's gotten so good at. And I know that they bring in a new offensive coordinator and Todd Munkin and things are going to be different there. But I don't see a different Lamar Jackson than I saw back when he won the Super Bowl. I mean, he's still running, making plays and broken plays. I mean, there was one situation where he was in the pocket and actually pirouetted out of the pocket and completed a pass down the field. That is the Lamar Jackson that is the MVP. So this whole notion that he's different and he's going to throw the ball 45 times and it's always going to be from the pocket. I mean, it's ridiculous. He's too good of an athlete and he could do so many things on the field that very few players can do on the field. And, you know, his, no, I agree with you. And but his, hold on. There's a middle ground. There's oh. a middle ground here. Boomer, he is being more patient. He had an opportunity in the red zone where last year he runs. He stayed as long as he could, and I, I forget who he found over the middle, but that's the, the small differential that takes him from being very good to great to me. Well, I, you know, he's getting older. There's no question about that. Maybe he's not quite as you know, comfortable running the ball. I don't know. But the, the other aspect here, too, and I should have looked at this last week and I didn't because I picked the Lions to win this game, was the Shame. fact that Lamar Jackson is 16-1 and against NFC teams. And the only reason why I think that that number is that significant is because teams don't get to see him but every four years. And if you don't see somebody, you know, religiously like the Steelers see him, the Bengals see him, and, of course, the Browns see him, they're used to playing against him. The first time you get on the field and you see what he's capable of doing, uh, you know, he's going to shock you. And I think he's going to do the same thing to Arizona this week. Quick note, Ravens, with the trade deadline coming up on the 31st, I wanted to throw this your way. We had mentioned a player last week, and it it really dawned on me when I was prepping the show this week. This is a match made in heaven for this guy, and we didn't figure it out. If you're the Ravens, how do you not pick up the phone and call the Giants about Saquon Barkley? Doesn't Barkley elevate them? Dobbins done for the year. They're doing it with smoke and mirrors at the running back position. You put Saquon in that offense. Doesn't that elevate them? I think you put Saquon in any offense. If he stays healthy, he's going to elevate them, and that certainly would help the, the Ravens. The big, the big thing about the Giants, I know you're a Giant fan, and for all the Giant fans in New York, is what happens if they lose to the Jets this week? 
then I think you got to start thinking about trades. And the trade deadline, obviously, is on the 31st, so it's right around the corner. And I'm, I would imagine that Joe Shane and Brian Dable and John Mara and the powers that be over there at the Giants have already thought about certain players that they would be willing to trade if they lose to the Jets this weekend. Let's go to the Dolphins. Uh, obviously, you can play this two ways. One of the storylines on the broadcast, they haven't played anybody. You know, the teams they've beaten are five in a million. I took a different approach. I mean, you're going into Philly on a Sunday night. The injuries, I thought, just really neutered them. Down 3-0 linemen. You're down. Obviously, Ramsey hasn't played all year, but then you're down Xavier Howard. You got Kehoe, who's a slot, playing the outside. What was your takeaway? Was that game more about the Eagles or more about the Dolphins? I think the game was more about the Eagles. Um, you know, they were coming off of a bad loss against the Jets, and Jalen Hurts played poorly. I thought that it was a long week for Jalen. I thought he was going to play well. Uh, he did play well. I, the Dolphins are a different team away from their building. The good news for the Dolphins for their last five games on their schedule are at home, and those games are going to be the ones that determine how deep they go in yep. the playoffs. And when they do play at home, and we'll see it this week against the New England Patriots, they are a completely different team. Now, I think Raheem Mostert will play this week. And remember, no Devin Ajan yet. He's not back. Um, he won't be back for a couple more weeks. But they're still a track team when they play in their building. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Let me ask you this question, Eagles-wise. Howie Roseman just keeps doing it. It's almost like he runs this team and goes, I'm going to go big game hunting only. They make a trade for Kevin Byard, shore up the safety position. How big of an impact? Well, he's a two-time All-Pro player, and they have problems at the safety position with the injuries that you were talking about. So why not bring in somebody that is established, somebody that by virtue of being on the Eagles and leaving the Titans should have a little pep in his step. I think it's a great ad by Howie Roseman. He's smart and he knows where his defense is weak. Their offense is fine. You know, once Jalen Hurts settles down and which he, I, I think he will now, uh, they're fine. Look at AJ Brown's numbers over the last five games. They're unbelievable. They are they're off the charts. And this, and this comes when he was complaining about six weeks ago, about not getting the ball. And all they've done is feed him each and every week. So that tells me that Jalen Hurts and his offense are going to be fine. And this is why Howie Roseman went out and got Bayard. Just got to get – we got to make sure Hurts' knee is okay. And I don't know when he hurt it. I don't know if that was during the week or in-game, a little bit of weirdness with the injury report. But clearly the knee's bugging him a little bit. But as long as he's healthy, no, you're, you're, you're right. I did have a question from my listeners in Detroit. Uh, big listeners of this show, uh, both digitally and over the air. And I was asked this question a couple of times is why does Boomer love this Bob Badgett kid with Chicago so much? Uh, that comes by way of one of my friends here at the station, a man named Jim Costa, 
What, what did, you had to be beaming with pride. I almost feel like Bobby Badgett is like your, 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 your new kid. What, what's the story here? Right, Why do you well, like this well, guy My so new much? kid's name is Tyson Bajan. That's <laughs> 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 my Bad- kid. It's not Bobby Badgett. It's Tyson <laughs> Bajan. You know why I love Tyson Bajan? Because he loves football, and he showed you that he loves football. By, I believe by playing 53 games in college at a place called Shepherd University in West Virginia. Nobody knew sure. who he was. Nobody, <laughs> nobody understood what he was all about. I mean, West Virginia didn't want him. Uh, you know, Pitt didn't want him. Nobody in his neighborhood wanted him. So he went and played football at Shepard because he loves playing football. And I love the fact that his dad is an arm wrestling champion. I think his dad's got a great personality. Uh, and when we're you getting the story right, and when you listen to this kid and you hear his story, and you, he talks about loving ball and. He even told the coaches on the Bears, you know, don't hold back the playbook. I know it. I can do it. So I didn't see any panic in his game at all last week. I'm not saying the Raiders gave him any reason to be panicked. But I will say that this week will be a little different story because they're going to be playing Monday night against the Chargers. And you and I both know the Chargers are desperate. And when you're playing a desperate team in the (laughs) league, it's a little bit different for you. But I'm still rooting for this kid. And, and you know what? I will, too, because my disdain of Brandon Staley just reaches new highs each week. <laughs> I know. Boomer. I can't. Uh, here's my question. I'll, I'll uh. simplify because maybe it's not all on him. But, I mean, Boomer, they, they have the talent. They have the quarterback. Hell, they got the uniforms. They always look great out there. But why, what is missing where the Chargers just keep being the Chargers? What is missing here? I don't know, you know, when uh, Brandon Staley was with uh, Sean McVay at the Rams and they had Aaron Donald and they had a great defense and, you know, everybody was crediting Brandon Staley with being this, you know, new wave defense coordinator and it was all going to be great for the Chargers. I, I, I don't know if it's the analytics decisions over the years that have killed them on the fourth and ones and how many times they failed in these situations, uh, managing games at the end of games. But at the end of the day, what a, and to me, what a NFL head coach is all about, it's about inspiring his team to greater levels. You know, being in there, being respected, uh, being appreciated as the head coach, always being able to push the right buttons. I don't know if you saw what Austin Eckler said when they were asked about, uh, when he was asked about Brandon Staley's uh, job situation. He just said, I'm just here to do my own job. Yeah, that was, I'm that, here so I don't get fined. Right, but that was not, you know, it just was not a supportive enough answer for me. No. And that tells know. me that there's an issue in that locker room. They know. Um, all right, you want issues? Unpack this one. I feel like each week it gets weirder. Deshaun Watson, quote, not in a space to return, close quote. Doctors clear him. I don't, I, he, he passed concussion protocol, didn't go back in the game. But Boomer. What the hell is going on in Cleveland with this? It's a, weird, it's a weird thing. So Deshaun had to come out and diffuse some of the criticism that was coming at him this week, and I understand why. Interestingly enough, in the game uh, that Buffalo just played against Tampa Bay, they took Josh Allen and put him in the blue tent. He had a shoulder injury, and after the game he was talking about, you know, when it's your throwing shoulder, all of a sudden you think differently, and you're thinking, oh, my God, what is it? What is it? And I think that's where Deshaun Watson is right now. He's got a rotator cuff injury in that right throwing shoulder. He gets slammed to the ground last week against the Colts. Maybe something got jarred loose. Maybe he felt it again. And I guess Kevin Stefanski just wants to make sure that he is 100% healthy before he puts him back on the field. I don't think this is anything to do with Deshaun Watson not wanting to play football. I, You know... That that thought process to me is so foreign for a guy making that much money 
and being an NFL quarterback. As an NFL quarterback, no matter what the situation is, Mike, I'm telling you, you want to be on the field and you want to be playing. So so how do you handle it? Because it, it, it's clear something's amiss. Do you, do you try to push the goalposts out a couple of weeks, stick with P.J. Walker? I mean, I was reading the Cleveland papers. Terry Pluto is a well-known columnist there for years. They're talking about bringing Jacoby Brissett back. I mean, how do you play this? Because he's not really helping him. He's not. Well, I know he's not helping him because the only way that he should be helping them is on the field. I, I, but I don't, I don't feel like at this point there's anything nefarious going on. Not like he's trying to get out of Cleveland. He no. doesn't want to play. I'm, I don't feel that way. I feel like he is worried about his shoulder, and he's not really sure exactly what's wrong with it. I, I'm assuming that they have taken MRIs, that they've taken scans, that they've taken X-rays, and they haven't seen anything. Because if they have saw some, or if they had seen something, then they would feel more comfortable about saying don't play. I feel like there's just there's something going on there where I believe was happening in Baltimore last year with Lamar Jackson at the end of the year. But I can make an argument for Lamar Jackson not playing at the end of the year last year because he was waiting for that contract. Contract here, right. Deshaun right. has got the contract. So it's a weird deal. You know what's deal. crazy about it? What's crazy about it, and I know we're, we're running short on time, is, I mean, that defense last week notwithstanding, it's Super Bowl good. They're winning games. Yep. You know, they had the horrific loss of Nick Chubb. And all they really need is for is for Deshaun to be 75, 80% of what he used to be. And right now, I, he looks like a guy who's about a third of what he used to How be. How about it's Cleveland just, and Saquon Barkley? I don't hate it. Boomer, I don't hate it. And listen, as a Giants fan, you know where I'm at. And I, I'm sorry if Giant fans get upset. They're not winning the Super Bowl this year. They were way ahead of schedule last year. Make the deal. We'll, we'll cover more of it. I got a lot more to ask you. We got to get to the picks as well. Right now, though, let me give you a word about Casamigos Tequila, the smoothest tequila on the planet. Enjoy the family of Casamigos Tequilas, the Reposado, the Añejo, the Blanco, Cristalino, or the Mezcal. It's Casamigos Tequila brought to you by those who drink it. And Casamigos Tequila reminds you to please celebrate responsibly.